Hour number two of Overtime Fan Run Radio. It is time to make our picks. Who is going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight? We have not done this since Tuesday, so I'll give you all the honor of going first. Kyrie Irving, 20-plus. All right. Tyrese Halliburton, 20-plus. Give me a second. Um, Is uh, Joel Embiid playing tonight? Yes. Embiid, 20-plus. Lamelo, 20-plus. Laurie Markkinen, 20-plus. Trey Young, 20-plus. God, we're going fast here, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me Darius Garland, 20-plus. I'll go with uh, Jimmy Butler for 20-plus. Hey. Um, give me – man. Give me uh, – Give me uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, 20-plus. And give me Shy Gilgis Alexander, 20-plus. I, I wish you know, did you see his shot uh, from the other night? I was like, He was like 12, he was like 13 of 17 or 13 of 15. 12 of those shots were in the paint. All, all, 12 of his makes were in the paint. One was a three. SGA? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I, SGA just gets kind of forgotten about because he's on the Thunder, but he's an absolute bucket he's this a year. He's bucket. I mean, you look at his odds right now to score 20-plus, it's like minus 4,500, so your odds... It's it's almost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He's one of those you just sprinkle in the end to boost the odds a little bit. I chose Kyrie because it said this is he's had 11 straight games with 20 points um, so far, third most in his career, so I'm sure tonight he'll have 19. And a half. Yeah. Well, you should go sometimes, bud. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel? How y'all doing this season? Bad. Bad. I'll say this much. I wanted. I want to go right into it because I wanted it fresh on my mind because I have. I, I. I have the brain of a ninety-year-old man. Um, that gentleman who called a couple callers ago that was talking about Julian Phillips and Rick Barnes's offense. Like you would. He's he's right because we only get a select few of those five stars because because. They want to go in an offense where they they're up and down the court and like like Bruce Pearl or like offenses that resemble something that they play in the NBA where it's you know ball screen and you know pick and rolls and stuff like that. There's there's not much sets or motions that's ran in the NBA. He said um, Auburn or what is that? I, I'll Auburn, let, Alabama, I'll, Arkansas. I'll let you LSU. know right now if he was uh, Will Wade was still at LSU, he'd probably be putting up fifteen. Points Dude, easy. 18. Easy. easy. 18, yeah. Agreed. So, I totally agree with you. I've always I've, – I, I just um, – I, I wish Barnes would – we know at this point that he likes a developmental guy. He likes guys who are hard-nosed. I wish he would just go after those guys and leave the blue chippers alone. I really – I truly mean that because he does better with the developmental guys. So, I would prefer him to leave the blue chippers to guys that they're going to utilize them. And because we put all these expectations on guys like Triple J, that you know, I mean, he he never lived up to his five star status. I mean, I mean, the only one that really has has been Kennedy Chandler, and I mean, I just I th- I think he's an outlier more than he's the norm. Well, and even then, his stock tanked, tanked terribly, just like Julian Phillips yeah. said, fifteen and seventeen was his mock in the summer. Now it's borderline undrafted. Kenny Chela before this season was like, what, 12 or 10? Yeah, in that range. Yeah. I wonder if a lot of – and I know it plays a factor, but 
Kennedy Chandler's size, I wonder. Play, I know that had to play a factor in his in his drop as well. Yeah, that and uh, I would say he's not a great shooter, so that helped that hurts right. too. Guys, I don't know. I'm listen. I'm not a. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of a Barnes basher and a bar and a pro Barnes guy. I'm not a super pro Barnes guy because I hate his offense. I like I like how he runs his program, um, but he's just not a he's just not a deep March guy. And I'm going to take his regular season success because we've been on the other side of it and it sucks. But the thing is, and that, this is the reason why I've kind of I'm not giving up on on the on the season yet. But it's been, and, I, and, I, and I beat, I'll beat the, the horse till it's you know dead and hanging in a in a cooler. But you got to get a one or two seed to, to go far in March with Barnes. So that's why there's just no way we're getting anything past a four at this point. Well, we're projected at a four right now, according to Jerry Palm. So I mean, he's probably got the well, most Jerry, realistic. Yep. Well, J- Jerry Palm's a, 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 a punk and a clown. I mean, that guy. He couldn't. He, I mean, he's he has some vendetta out against Tennessee. There, I'm surprised he has it at a four. I, I mean, just to be honest. Well, Lenardi screwed us last year too, so I don't know who to trust. Yeah, yeah I don't, you look I don't at know. how his bracket turned out. You look at how his yeah. bracket turned out. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just, I just know Rick Barnes and the statistics. Um, and like you said all along, Jake, the analytics they can back up. This is the greatest defensive team but we we've seen the problems at at first hand about the lack of offensive uh firepower and and i mean it's all well and good if you can hold teams uh, you know to under 50 points there if there was a stretch where no you know we were holding teams under to 50 points but i mean we just don't have the guy we don't have a guy the guys whatever to score don't have any dudes. I mean, that's been the common trend of words the past week and a half is we don't have that dude. I mean, you can hold teams under fifty, but can you get? Can the you 50? score yeah, fifty can, or can so? You score fifty. Well, the thing <laughs> is, we held Auburn to forty three, and we didn't even get to fifty. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Hey, one other thing I noticed myself. So, and and you you guys are you're right, and other people around around Knoxville are right. We had to throw a wrench in the works. We had to throw something up and see if it stuck against the wall, and it did. The, the, the changing of the lineups, it worked. But here's here's what here's like I don't hang a lot on Barnes, but like to this point, I mean we've been at a detriment, and I mean this team they just look they look tired. Like I mean they were they were giving up just like. Crappy fouls like Ziegler was like tired and the you know right, leading right into the into the halftime there and it just looks it, to me it looks like they're they're tired like significantly tired and worn down and they're and they're hurt and I just wonder if if you know if if if, if that lineup was was a lot bigger and the minutes were given out more broadly if, if this would be a different uh, setup. Absolutely, and uh, interesting stat. Just given to me by one Billy Stats. Last year's defense, adjusted defense, was better than what it is this year. Mm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to feel about Wednesday. Like I said, I'm I'm on the fence of of is you know, I I mean I just I don't I don't have any expectations for March outside of getting there, right? But I'll say this much: I know it's been it's been talked about in other in other shows. Um, 
I'm ready. I'm ready for like a reset of this basketball team, as in the seniors moving on. I just like you said about some project guys. Seems like this is a, a, a team full of project guys, and the main one, Olivier Kamwa, go on, go to the go to the Euro League. I mean, I mean that guy. Here we go. I mean, <laughs> this, this guy could just. I mean, I mean. He could go on now if he wanted to, in my opinion. I'm just so over his inconsistency. He has all the ability, but none of. But it's just he is the most frustrating player on the team for me, and I have written written him off. Um, we'll see what Wednesday holds. I have no idea. I'm going to go wait out Trudas Wednesday and uh, not worry about it. You all have a good night and go balls. Appreciate the phone call, Daniel. Some interesting stuff happening in college basketball. New Mexico State has suspended the rest of the basketball season. Canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Bryson, enlighten us. On February 10th, according to a redacted incident report, uh, a victim reported ongoing hazing being inflicted upon him while in the men's basketball locker room at the Pan American Center. Uh, He told police he risked to remain anonymous. Um... The alleged victim named three teammates who had been directly involved in the hazing since July of 2022, and the most recent incident occurred on February 6th inside the locker room. What kind of hazing are we talking about here? Uh, Those players held him face down, removed his clothing, exposing him, and slapping his... Mm. Yeah. Um, Michael Parsons... uh, I mean, here's the thing, man, like... I was in a fraternity. Bryson, you're still in a fraternity. We never, never did anything like that. That's just, just weird. That That is, yeah, yes, that is just weird. weird. Yeah, it's just downright weird. That. I mean, there's, there's stuff that goes on in the locker room. We can all admit here, but never yeah. got that weird. No, that, that's a little that's a little much little, Yeah, there, a little buddy. much, man. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, is, uh, this is crossing the, uh, the line. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this is the stuff that we get accused of doing in the fraternity. This stuff does not go on. He also told the police that this was done in, t- in front of the entire team and no one intervened. Okay, that's just disgusting. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That is nasty. Oh, lovely, lovely. Thank you. That is not lovely, Matthew. I'm not saying there, it is. There's the same thing. Um, you'll see that picture of AD when he was at Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, basically same thing. Thank you for that excellent information. About the New Mexico State basketball team. Which no longer exists, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty I, much. Mean, I mean, death penalty. I mean, I've never seen them. a self-inflicted death penalty. I mean, we've categorized it as that. But we've never actually seen a school cancel the entire the entire rest of the season in our lifetimes. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think of, like, a team that canceled midseason. Never. I, I, I can't think of one. I mean, at this point, man, like, I don't even know how they're allowed to cancel the rest of the season. I mean, if it's that bad, then maybe they should just literally go to the student rec and find 15 guys yeah. and play the rest of the season out. What's your GPA? How many years you got? How many years you got? How tall are you? How much you weigh? Yep, pretty much. What's your 40 time? You What's your shuttle time? Can you, can you shoot? Can you, shoot? Can, you, can you shoot? Can you dribble? Cool. Yep. Yep. Can you go up with two hands? Grab it with two hands and bring it to your chest. Yep. I mean, get a big man. Can you? Uh, can you make a layup? Can you do something? I mean, I'm not sure that any of these games are on 
any sort of TV. You might have to stream every single one of these games. What was New Mexico State's record before this happened? Oh, they were terrible. terrible. Nine and fifteen and two and ten in conference. Whew. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be a win anyway for everybody else. Yeah, they need a reset. Yeah. Am I crazy or did they make like they usually have like a decent New Mexico State team? Now, New Mexico State they're usually like a twelve seed. Yeah, they usually. I make remember it seeing them run. in March Madness, man. Yeah, they usually make a, a run that in March. Yeah, when you look up New Mexico State on Google, it says New Mexico State versus California Baptist canceled. Yep. Two eleven. <laughs> it's uh sad to see, sad to hear. It's just weird. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, there's stuff that goes on in every locker room that never gets talked about. Um, <clears throat> falling on helmets. Um, that, that, that never, that never happened. No. That never happened. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that falling on a helmet, sure. Shy yeah. Tuttle fell on a helmet, and that's the truth. Yeah. We just didn't do any leadership reps. <laughs> if he fell on a helmet, I'm LeBron James. Yep. Yeah, New Mexico State has uh, Mississippi State's old coach, or new coach, excuse me, Chris Jans. That's who's the coach, and this is the guy's first year, the new guy. Uh, Way to start out your tenure, buddy. So, in his situation, could you fire him for cause? Yes. Oh, definitely, yeah. His name is Greg Heor. He had to be aware of it. Yeah. It's in his locker room. It's been happening. For Even him. if he wasn't aware of it, it it's his responsibility to ensure the safety of the players. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yeah he's liable for anything. He was at uh, Northwest Florida State. That uh, Juco that Tennessee actually played at in that uh, Thanksgiving tournament down there the year after Grant Nymerl left Lamonte at the game winner against VCU. Is that in Pensacola? Yep. Yeah, I remember that game, yeah. Nice huh. campus. He's a, the guy actually has a 204 and 35 head coaching record there. Wow. So mm. maybe I guess he should have just stayed. Obviously. I mean, they made the tournament last year. They, uh, this is JUCO or is this Division Two? No, 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 I was talking about New Mexico State. Oh. The Northwest Florida is JUCO, but uh, you know, Google is very slow in here. But I know for sure. I'm thinking of West Florida. They went to the second round last year. They went as far as we did. Yep. Who they beat in the first round? Give me a second. First round they beat UConn. Hmm. I remember that because that was a yeah. five versus twelve matchup. Yeah, I, I want to say that's one of the ones I got right because yeah, I, I, I said twelve soon. Yeah. And they lost to Arkansas by five. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I wonder if I can do what I did last year, my entire Midwest region, perfect to the I, Final Four. I mean, they should play at I'm, that point. I'm definitely picking some five, twelve, yes. four, thirteen upsets. Yeah. That you, is going to be do you, fun. Do you feel like more? Uh, Two fifteen upsets happen more than three fourteen. No. Well, there hadn't been a one sixteen since uh, yeah. until Virginia. That's the only one that there's ever been, and Probably maybe ever. ever will be. Probably ever. Yeah. Unless Probably we were ever. a one this year. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. Don't worry about that anymore. <laughs> Over time continues. More fan run radio coming up. She made me nervous, and she took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, 
Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies. Phone lines we go. Martin is next. What do you say, Martin? Well, you know good tonight, Jake. Well, uh, I know that pizza's good. I know that cheeseburgers are good. Uh, that's about it, Martin. I just had a frozen pizza. There you go. What kind did you have, Martin? Pepperoni and sausage and cheese. That's the best kind there is. Yes. Jake? Martin? The Lady Vos are still rated in the top 30. Mm-hmm. But like I told Russ, like I told Byer earlier, mm-hmm. I said we better hope. Tell you Johnny Harper better hope she finishes third in the conference and goes to the Sweet 16. And Russell, I, hate to, I mean, Jake, I hate to say it, but if she don't, I don't want to do. I mean, at that point, do you, do time, you move on? Time for some new blood. Because we're not. We're the Lady Vols. We're supposed to be in the top ten in the country. I mean, that's the brand that was built. That's the brand that I grew up with and you grew up with and everybody in this room grew up with was Pat Summit and the basically the mecca the, of women's college basketball. The premier brand of uh, women's basketball, Martin. And Russell's won Carol Lawson at Duke. And you know where she's got her team right now? What are they? Tenth. Yeah, they're Number nine in the country. Wow, nine. Number nine in the country. And she didn't necessarily – I mean, the thing is, everyone just associates Former Duke. Former could have had her. He could have. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this just proves that Philip Former was never meant to be an athletic director, never had really it in him to be the athletic director. He just tried to keep it all within and then try to get a defensive mind in Jeremy Pruitt when the when the game of football is all about offense now. It's like you'd rather give up two touchdowns on defense, kind of like uh, Jordan, one of the callers, mentioned. You'd rather give up two touchdowns to score more points. Try to copy uh, Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. That's what he tried to do. Yes, but I'm awful hurt about this year, Jake. I really am for the Lady Vaz. Yeah, it's just uh, it's like a it's shell of its old self. It'd be a waste of year if we don't make it to Sweet 16 with all the talent we got. I would uh, I would take a call at Jeff Walls at Louisville if you fire Kelly Harper because I know he was interested after Holly got fired. I'll take him or either try to get back in on Carl Lawson, but I don't know if she'll come come here since former uh, turned her down. And it's one of those things, too. I see on social media people are like, oh, well, it's time to go outside the family, but those people are the same people saying go get Carol Lawson. It's like, well, you said you wanted to go outside of the Tennessee family. That's still in the Tennessee That's family. Like, she family. played here. Like, she, I don't know. She had, what, one championship when she was here? Candace yes. had two, and she had one. Right. I just called you guys to let you know what I stand on it. And Byer said, great. He said, Martin said that Joey Jolly Harper ought to be fired if she don't make it to Sweet 16. And I still believe that's true, Jake. Yeah, and I mean, we were, we were trying to give her the benefit of the doubt earlier on in the year. And it just seems like right now, you know, they've got a divided locker room. Uh, just from the looks of it, and then you know we're just not winning the games that we should, and it's yes. it's frustrating to watch, especially you know like you said, Martin, what we are. I mean, we are the Lady Vols. We are the perennial power of women's college basketball. We're supposed to be in the top ten every year, Jake. I'd argue the top, top five, five, Martin. Yeah. At least top ten every year. Exactly. With a chance to win it. Mm-hmm. 
you will not get any argument out of any of us. That's just uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. I appreciate you, boys. Hey, we appreciate you, Martin. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. You know, and I know it's a little bit different, but you look at Duke basketball right now, trying to keep it in the family. Coach K retires, gives John Shire. Great player. Great player when he was there. Mm-hmm. They are hard to watch this year. Yeah. Duke basketball? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're t- I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to watch them. They got hosed uh, Saturday at Virginia at the end. They did. Yeah, they got they got screwed out of the game, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was uh, between him and Nolan Smith. I mean, we all know, remember Nolan Smith at Duke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Nolan Smith had been on Coach K's staff longer than John Shire, and uh, Coach K gave the job to Shire, and so uh, Nolan Smith left and went to Louisville, so – to be an assistant. I mean, I remember Nolan Smith more than I remember John Shire. Ah. I, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. Didn't know John Shire played at Duke until Holy he, casual. Got, he got the job. You didn't know that? No. You're casual, man. No. He's, he, he, he played like 2010. I, I remember that. Anyways. No, no idea that he played there. Okay. John Shire, Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day's worked out better, but they still want to fire him. Um, I mean, dude, they are imploding right now up there because they've lost two straight. Holly Warlick. Try to keep it in the family. Uh, who's another good one? Oh, Villanova with the Neptune guy. Uh, Roy, <laughs> Neptune. Roy Williams Hubert and uh, Davis. Hubert Davis. I mean, yeah. it worked out first year, luckily, in the I mean, tournament. The thing is, like, you, I mean, he those beat are, Duke twice to end the year. Yeah. Those are all Roy Williams players, though. We're going to get real Hubert Davis when Baycott leaves. Yes. So I think the verdict's still out on him. Yeah, and R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, like this is your last chance. And Puff man. Johnson is he? Puff Johnson staying? Yeah, sophomore. Well, yeah, he's staying, but still, <sighs> man. I'm trying to think of more examples, and I'm kind of blanking here. Um, talk about where they kept it in the family. Yeah, I mean, can you say that USC did it when Pete Carroll left and Lane Kiffin took it over? Because I mean, technically, yeah, I get, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know because Lane was here. True, he was on his staff. Yeah. Gosh, who's a good one, man? Hmm. I can't think of the last time. Texas Ten- is doing it now, currently. Yeah. Yeah. And they're number which, six. Which the they country. had no choice. Yeah. That like, was kind of forced. Yeah. I guess this summer we'll see if they move off of a – I can't remember the guy's name. Chris Beard? No. Oh. The, the guy that took over for him. Oh. And what's funny is that guy actually coached under Rick Barnes when Barnes was at Texas. And they uh, play a whole different style of ball than Rick Barnes does. Yep. A lot more entertaining, guess, that's for sure. Uh, well, we have one of the uh, the guy that left for ECU last year that taking it over. Schwartz. Yeah. Would you rather have him this year or Barnes? If, say, Barnes retired last year, would you, would you want Schwartz? Can we add Kim English to this conversation? Because I'd rather have him over both of them. Well, and something else to think about there is, like, People are saying, go get J-Rod out of retirement. He's not. And people, those same people are saying that we play a boring brand of basketball now. What does J-Rod do? But it pays off in March. That's true. But people want exciting basketball. He does not give you exciting basketball. Well, J-Rod also had exciting players. Yeah, I mean, he has – I mean, he's got had three on the same team, Josh Hart, Mikael Bridges, and uh, Brunson. Yep. And, uh, Didn't DiVincenzo play for him? DiVincenzo yeah. did also. Pascal, uh, Eric, Eric Pascal. Pascal. He's yeah. put multiple guys in the league. Yep. 
uh, Archie Diaconos in yep. the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, man, I'm 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 cool off uh, Schwartz and Kim English. As long as that that'd be a little feel good story. But once Barnes retires slash gets fired, um, we need to go get a big guy, big name, get a decent coach. You don't need to settle for anything. No, nah, I mean, and that's why I keep bringing up Nate Oates is the fact that Alabama does not have the facilities that Tennessee has. They just don't. They're not going to pour money into the basketball program the way they do the football program. I know a guy down in Birmingham, and one of their or one of his coworkers went up to him said, "How's Alabama basketball doing this year?" Like they don't even care. Mm-mm. They don't give a damn about basketball in that state. Auburn does. Alabama fans don't. Yeah, all they care about is football. Yeah, that's where uh, all the money goes. And NATO wants a new arena. I don't know if they're going to give it to him. It doesn't sound like their AD's budging. No, yeah. he's not. Then you need to go get him and go get him while you can. I don't think you've already got the connection there. I don't think I don't think we do that though. No, I don't. But you got the Danny White connection also. That's yeah. what I said. You got the Danny White connection. I don't know. I mean, it's like comparable to Chris Beard going from Texas Tech to Texas. But uh, I mean, that worked out until yeah. you know the yep. little incident. But well, that's when you're when you're Danny White. You go down there and you say, "Listen, we're going to buy you out today." I did you a favor by bringing you into college basketball. I gave you a chance. Now it's time that you return the favor to me. That's how that conversation goes. And he can't play the uh, – well, I have a great relationship with my AD. He can't play that card because it's nope. just not true. Yep. No, he's not going to give him the facilities that he wants. I mean, the thing is you don't even need to redo facilities. I mean, the outside of Thompson Bowling looks like ass, but, I mean <laughs> – It does. I, I mean, I'm just calling it, it does, like it is. Yeah. Inside is nice, though. No yeah. complaints. Inside is yeah. I mean, uh, is there any chance Danny White would ever hire his brother? I hope not. I because hope he, I mean, not. he hired Heupel from Orlando or from UCF, and a lot of Tennessee fans didn't like it. I, I was one of them. Well, so my, my yeah, here's my thing: if if we hired um, Nate Oates, you think all these uh, Barnes and Lovers would absolutely just ridicule the AD? Absolutely. No. What really? Oh, the Barnes lovers? If they yeah. if we fired him? Yeah, we fired yeah. him. We got Nate Oates. Yeah, they would, but I'm. It's just, they're all sheepy, man. It doesn't matter if we went and hired Donnie Tindall again; they would be all on board for Donnie Tindall. The people who are like just love Rick Barnes will fall into the dead end. Are the same people that loved Pruitt, same people that loved uh, Butch. Like they all just get on board with whatever it is, man. Well, and people want to say that Donnie Tindall was a bad coach. Donnie Tindall was not a bad coach. He just caught got caught doing something that everybody else was doing. Sloppy is the word. Yeah, it, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. He didn't cover it up good enough. But to sit there and say that Donnie Tindall was not a good coach, I mean, he's the one that recruited Admiral. He's the one that offered the scholarship, and Admiral committed under him. I mean, Donnie he, Tindall went on to become the G League Coach of the Year and went on to become a great JUCO coach. The guy can coach. Nate Oates is crazy, man. I can't imagine if, uh, like, we could be sitting here three months from now. Get a, get a Shams notification. Yep. <laughs> Sham Sharzard notification that – uh. Chris or not Chris Beard. Nate Oates is leaving to become the Tennessee, University of Tennessee head men's basketball coach. Hey man, would you uh, would you go get Rick Pitino, or is he not fit the <laughs> ideals of this university? Coach, you know what Elon currently? Yeah, Elon. Yep. I thought he was an Iona. Oh, Iona. Iona yeah, same yeah. Iona. Yeah, based the same thing, just different leathers, same colors and everything. Yep. How are they even? doing I mean, that's right what uh, that's what uh, some. People up at UT said that uh, Hugh Freeze not meet the ideals of this. Well, he was going to be our offensive coordinator under Pruitt. Yeah. I still like Hugh Freeze, man. I still, I don't care. Still would hire him in a second if Hypo left. 
Like my question was, does he does Rick Pitino? He doesn't meet the ideals of this university, but <laughs> we guess uh, Rick Pitino's record at Iona in three years so far probably sixty-two and eighteen, almost 50, wow. 55 and twenty-one overall, thirty-four and nine in conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, man. I do not want to see if they make the tournament. I do not want to see Iona nope. round one. Nope. I don't think. Could you imagine does. how bad Rick Pitino would be hated by Kentucky? Like he's already hated because he took the Louisville job after he got canned in Boston. Could you imagine if he came to Tennessee, how much he would be hated? Which, he's getting old, old. Seventy now. Yeah, you don't want that. He's one more. He's one year older than Rick. Does he have Rick one Lawrence? more? Does he have one more push left in him? <laughs> uh, one more uh, challenge, man. Yeah. Last week when the whatever. Projections came out for March Madness. We were supposed to play Iona, two and fifteen. Yep. Did we go get Jim Beheim? No, I do not want him, man. He sucks now. <laughs> oh no, who's the who's the old UConn head coach? Kevin Ollie. No, no, no. Before You're talking about Jim Calhoun. Yeah, Jim Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> He's coaching D three ball now, or he was uh, at least. Maybe Patrick Chewing. <laughs> no thanks. Nah. <laughs> oh man. Jordan says go get Sean Miller from Xavier. Oh, what, former, former Arizona. Former Arizona. Yeah. They're rolling. I mean, they've lost recently, but. Big East basketball, man. Yeah. This is his first year there, right? I think so. Yeah. Jim Calhoun was coaching at St. Joseph's until 2021. He went 47-17 in four years. In 16, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, give me, your, hey, man, give me the keys to the call. You just got to drive it at this point. You're sounding like someone who is just driving the car. <laughs> it's not your car. You're just driving it. Yep. Not my insurance. <laughs> Golly. But, I mean, the thing is, like, you can go get somebody. And the thing is, man, like, people are going to reach out that you have no idea. Like, no, we're not even mentioning, like, really good, like, sitting head coaches currently. Like, their agent will reach out because this is a very attractive job now, especially. Like, I uh, I just think the possibilities are really endless here, man. Like, you don't have to settle for a little uh, assistant who's never been a head coach before. Well, and something else to think about is whoever takes the job after Rick Barnes leaves, I mean, they're probably going to walk into some talent. Yeah. If they know how to utilize it. But, that's, uh, that's the question. I was kind of surprised at Arizona after they fired Sean Miller. They hired uh, Tommy Lloyd, the guy from Gonzaga that had been there for 20 years. But mm-hmm. he's done a great job. This is his second year. So I mean, they got the fourth best odds of winning the uh, – NCAA championship right now, but I mean they're kind of comparable to us. Like they're they were they're still a solid program. Like he walked into a good situation, but uh, you know obviously they have more success in the tournament. Speaking of, thank you NFL officials for ruining my parlay last night. Yeah, that's I, why I can't take the NFL yeah, seriously, man. I can't. That's why I call the snooze fest. Well, because of, of stuff like that. Well, and the thing is, they let them play, let them play all game, the whole game. And then all of a sudden, the fix is in. I mean, it was the same way with Kansas City and Cincinnati. Everything was going okay until that last drive against Cincinnati, and it was like, wow, they really want to get Kansas City in. One play. Just One hate the fly. Chiefs, man. I hate, I hate Mahomes. I hate his brother. I hate his wife. I hate Kelsey. I, I can't stand Kelsey, man. He's, Nobody he, picked us to win. Yeah, Nobody about, picked us to win. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to bring up. He sounds like a Georgia, like sounds like Kobe Smith, Stetson Bennett. Like, oh, we're gonna go six and six. No, no, no one said that. Not a soul said that. Not a soul ever in the United States of America 
existence ever said that. Only decent human being in that organization is Andy Reid. And all he thinks about is food. He called to play corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's what I should rename our bumpers to. Corn dog? What, cheeseburger? You just name after foods? I like chocolate ice cream, chocolate chip muffins. Corn dog. said nothing better than a corn dog with a little mustard and ketchup on it. I hate mustard and I hate ketchup. Me too. You hate ketchup? I, I hate, hate ketchup. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hate, I, hate, I hate mustard, but ketchup? I hate ketchup. You hate ketchup on, like, anything? Yes, it's disgusting. Y'all are weird. What do you, what do you like, mayo? No. <laughs> what do you like, uh... Barbecue like, sauce, like bro. relish? Like, mayo? No. Uh, horse, horse horse yeah. No. <laughs> I used to like barbecue until I figured out that ketchup was in barbecue sauce. Now I don't eat it anymore. So much I hate ketchup. Uh, Casuals. That's why you get a vinegar base. Wow. Those are pretty good. I just stay away from what it. Is that Hellman's? Or do you, like, <laughs> <laughs> Hellman's oh. mayo? I don't like mayo. Right, now, you're the mayo guy now. <laughs> don't make the rules, man. Yep. I, I don't like mayo. Mr. Mayo. So, the, so, <laughs> so you only like barbecue, nothing else. Barbecue, honey mustard, um, what do you teriyaki do you sauce. Steak sauce with? Do you have a preference? If I have to put sauce on a steak, then it's not a good steak. Oh, yeah, you're one of those guys. Yep, forgot. I'm a real man. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't usually use steak sauce, but this guy loves a one over here. I think the worst thing I ever said to somebody at a restaurant, to the server, um, obviously we'd had a few drinks. It took a while to get our food out. And she's like, what kind of steak sauce would you like? Or was it wasn't that. It was, do you want any steak sauce? And I looked at her. I was like, I better not. Dude, I had the nastiest steak this weekend, man. It was like this nice restaurant, dressed all nice. I mean, with uh, my mom, and she's like, uh, she's eating into her. She got a filet, and I got like a ribeye or something she's like mm, this is so good and i'm like i'm eating about halfway there. i'm like what am i missing here my steak tasted so funky bro when i tell you the server ate it and literally spit it out and then they came back 30 minutes later they're like what do you want I'm like, a filet so so they're already done eating their dessert and i'm just now getting my filet man how about that salad yep i got the funkiest salad of all time too they offer refills on it <laughs> on a salad <laughs> Trust me, there's no need for refills on that one man <laughs> oh goodness stay with us overtime continues more of your phone calls coming up Back here on Overtime Fan Run Radio, we are six days away from one of my favorite days of the year. NASCAR is back. And, yep, that's it. You can just feel the excitement. Yep. I'm so stoked. I'm, I'm shaking. You're legitimately stoked. I'm so I'm, excited. I'm shaking my boots from excitement about this. You don't wear boots. Exactly. Just get me, Tommy. <laughs> get him in here. What do you say, Tommy? Hey, I'm always doing the same. Good. Good. Hey, you can feel it, can't you? I can feel it. I can sense it. I'm sitting here in the man cave looking at all this glorious sheep battle, and I can just feel it. She's, she's coming. And, uh, you know, a lot of people today, they ain't too familiar with it. We went from a... Uh, a small little L.A. Coliseum, you can fit 
five of the L.A. Coliseum makeshift tracks the length of Daytona to just give you a perspective of how big of a difference we're fixing to see come Sunday in the, in the speed and and uh, an outcome of this race. Oh, it's all gas, no brakes. That's the one thing about Daytona and Talladega. It's all gas, no brakes. The only time you're letting up is if you're about to be a part of the big one. And half the time you ain't got time to let up in. It happens so fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, this track here is, is a lot like Talladega. Uh, there is some skill required, but most of it is luck and the car. And that's why I bet on Harrison Burton to win. $1 pays out 75 I had him one of my dark horses with uh, Michael McDowell, of course, Corey LaJoy, uh, Eric Jones. Bubba's going to uh, find his way to the front. I can Bubba, see that happening. Bubba's always up in front. I was telling Justin and my buddy Tony, uh, look for that 23 to be up front. He always has his play up front. I mean, he's finished second in there twice. Um, you got to look for your Roush Fenway, Keselowski cars, your Penske's. They're always fast. They bring a good plate track car. Your Hendrick cars are going to sit on the front row. I just feel it. You're going to have the 24 and the 48 sitting on the front row. They always bring a lot of speed there. But um, ultimately, the the guy is going to be hard to pick against. He's got he's got three of them. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, he's turned into the uh, the Pied Piper, like they used to call Dale Jr. at uh, the plate tracks. He's he's done kind of got it figured out. He's one, and you just brought up another good point. Those Penske cars, they are hard to bet against at any super speedway. They are just hard to bet against because Ryan Blaney, of course, the year that we had the bad wreck with Ryan Newman, of course, Denny Hamlin ended up winning that race. But Ryan Blaney was right there. Yeah, and, and of course, Joe Logano, he's always – he showed a lot of speed there. I hope he gets involved in the big one. Oh, come on. That ain't, that ain't very nice. But now, uh, switching back to basketball real quick, uh, guys, uh, you know, I talked to you and Justin, Jake, you know, right after I was at the father-daughter dance, so I was kind of upset that I missed the game, and after I got out of there and was talking to you and Justin, uh, I'm glad, and, and I took your advice. I, I haven't watched the highlight. I've heard about it all day on the show, and uh, I'm, I just don't know where to go from here. You know, I'm kind of one of them Barnes backers, but right now I'm, I'm – about ready to run him out of Knoxville. I mean, you're right there with a bunch of other people. I mean, there are going to be some people that just sit here and defend him until he retires. And, you know, I mean, no one can argue the fact that Rick Barnes has done some good things for this basketball program. You know, when Bruce Pearl got fired, Conzo Martin didn't really build that great of a team. He got lucky and got to the Sweet 16 one year because Duke got put out by Mercer, and that was our second-round matchup that put us up against Michigan. And, of course, Donnie Tindall had to take over that. Of course, Donnie Tindall gets fired because of some stuff that happened at Southern Miss. And then insert Rick Barnes, who has taken us back to the NCAA tournament. We've had good regular seasons, but he's never going to get us over the hump. And I don't foresee that happening this year. I know that we have the second best odds right now to make a Final Four. I'm just not buying it. Just like we have a 60, what did you say, 68% chance to win? 68 Wednesday night. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence whether or not I'm going to watch that game. It might be the second game this year that I've missed because uh, the way Alabama's playing basketball right now, and you know, we've said it all year, they're the best team in the SEC, and now they are the best team in the country. Uh, it could get ugly. could get ugly real fast. It very well could, and, of course, they're going to check her Thompson Bowling. Uh, Brandon Miller, he does not need any more motivation 
than what he already has. I mean, that guy is going to come in here and he is going to play lights out. And I mean, if you can't get up for the number one team in the country, then I don't know what what will. I don't I don't get it, man. Real quick, what's what's Tennessee's deal? Every time we get ranked up number one, number two in the country, whether besides baseball, Tony Vitello and the boys they handle that very well. But you look at us now, we was ranked what number two going to Georgia in football. Number one. We crap the yeah, number one. That's right. Crap the bed. We get ranked up number two, and here we go, losing back-to-back buzzer beaters to, to teams that we honestly should not have any, any reason to be losing to. Could you imagine if the referee didn't swallow his whistle against Auburn? We could be looking at potentially four straight losses right now. Yeah, about like that Super Bowl last night. Yeah. Horrible calls. Guys, I'll hop off here and let y'all get to talking, and uh, I'll hang up keep listening. Appreciate the phone call, Tommy. I don't know. That is interesting that we really crap the bed every time we get a high seed. Except for the baseball team. Well, I mean, they even did it last year. Yeah, but during the regular season, they were good at holding that down. But, I mean, Heupel and Vitello were, you know, relatively young coaches in their early careers at Tennessee. With a lot of fire. Yeah. It's like the complete polar opposite from baseball and football coaches-wise to basketball. you got exciting, fun brands, two young guys. And then basketball, you've got a seven-year-old man. It's a we talk about NASCAR being close. It's a lot of a whoa. Baseball is here this week, All and of right. course we're we're going to see some upgrades to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And what I'm seeing in the renderings that we've seen, we are about to make this baseball stadium an elite baseball stadium, and it's there's not going to be anything like it. That's kind of what happens when you win. I mean, and the thing is, like that place hadn't been renovated since like when '95. A long time. Yeah. I mean, you can tell just by looking at it. I'm going to be honest, man. When I got here as a freshman, I didn't even know where the baseball stadium was. Yep. That's how irrelevant it was. Yep, same thing. And look at it now. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of breaking news related to baseball. Uh, LSU announced that right-handed pitcher Grant Taylor will miss the 2023 season. So we are now the betting favorites to win the College World Series. How about that? We, we're preseason number right. two, correct? Yes. And they were LSU's number one. one. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know who brought this in, but uh, shout out. That is Logan Quinton's stats. Oh, nice. Shout yeah. out Logan Quinton. Then. Um, his projected lineup for Tennessee, Christian Moore, Jared Dickey, Zane Denton, Blake Burke, Maui Ahuna, Griffin Merritt, Kyle, Bur- Kyle Booker, Christian Scott, and Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor, yeah, that was the backup catcher with a whopping .056 batting average last year. Yeah, he didn't get to play much. Yep, figured. I mean, he kind of just got thrown in there in the regional because Evan Russell needed to take the day off. He's a great defensive catcher. He was. Maui Ahuna has a .396 batting average. Yes. Yeah, he's a guy from Kansas, right? Jared Dickey has a .38. Yep. <laughs> Pretty way above the, Mend- as you'd say, <laughs> Mendoza line on MLB The Show. Mendoza Mendoza. Line. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, our pitching staff – from what I've heard and what Logan and you and Bryce have all talked about is pretty insane. I mean, you got guys that are probably not going to be in the weekend rotation that are good pitchers. Yeah, that's what Logan was basically Xander saying. Xander Seacrest, yeah. uh, Halverson's great. Now, that was a guy that Vitello was really high on last year, and he was hoping to get him back. But you found some really good, really good pitching with who you had, and it's like, well, why would I mess this up? We really have a, dude, a pitcher named Volley Fingers on the team. No, that's Kirby. That's Kirby Connell. I'm a. I'm not a lie. I'm a consistent casual when it comes to 
Tennessee baseball. So, uh, you know, it's from uh, Raleigh Fingers from over the show. Played on the Athletics. Yeah, but uh, Logan Quentin has Chase Dolander, Chase Burns, and Drew Beam as your weekend pitchers. Mm-hmm. Chase Dolander, ten and zero last year. Starts. He was stout. I don't know, Chase Burns had a few losses in there. Eight, eight and one as a starter. I'm going to try and make my way to Lindsey Nelson Stadium at least once this year. You want to go? I've never been. I've never been. Yeah. It's a it's a different experience. It's rowdy though. I feel like it's it like a big ass party, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty much what it it's is. The best yeah, pregame for a Friday night. <laughs> is it basically like a, a compact, like just full student section, basically? Would you say like just constantly rowdy, just everyone just jumping up and down? It's like a Miami Heat game basketball. Like- so essentially, like I went to the Arkansas game not last year, but the year before uh, that Sunday game, and we lost by one. Dude, you couldn't like it was hard just to get in. Yeah, like my buddy just so happened to get tickets, and we went, and we're sitting there, and I looked back to my right, back where the platform is. That thing was full. Yeah, I standing wanna, room only. I want to at least go to maybe a game here or there, a Friday night game. Cut out of here early, or not even do a show. We just go over. What time they usually play? Um, usually six o'clock, seven o'clock. Yeah, probably not end up at a midweek game or anything against nah, Lipscomb. But yeah, I won't end up in a midweek game. But no, Friday. go experience it full hand. Yeah. We have a great home schedule this year. Big, big series. Did we play Ole Miss at home this year? I uh, we play Florida Vanderbilt. We got to go to the Vanderbilt series. We got to go. Well, I was looking at regional. Was it? I guess regional tickets last year. Only like in, it was pretty high, six hundred some. I think. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, that's the thing is like those tickets were going for outrageous amounts of money. Like it costs more to get into a baseball game during the regional. Um, that first year that we made the big run, than it did for me to buy two vol passes for football the following year. Did uh what what's the section in Lindsey Nelson Stadium that you have to like buy a ticket for to sit in? All of them. Well, I mean like, I mean like specific, like season yeah like season ticket. You're talking holders. about like behind the mound. Yes, yeah. Or yeah. it's like or it's like one of those platform areas where it's like you have to like, the deck. Yeah, the deck. It's like you have to be a donor or something. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. sit behind home plate. Was always like empty seats. And the rest of the yeah, place we would be sit full. in section 103 and Thompson Bowling, and we sit behind home plate. But we're not gonna stand, we're not gonna cheer, and I'm gonna bring my dog so it can lay in its bed. The poodle. It's like poodle. I wonder if the poodle will be in attendance behind my home plate. My name's Gertrude, and that's Myrtle. <laughs> Typical. Yep. Yep. Sick. Sick. Myrtle and Gertrude. Myrtle and Gertrude. Yeah. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow morning for 3 and Out right here on Fan Run Radio.